0: attention. The movie guys love movies. Any comments about how the following comments are enough to allow for a tax write-off of all the movies we see are purely for entertainment purposes only. Isn't that right, IRS?
1: Government do take a bite, don't you?
2: (laughs) I speak fluent Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona. Oh, You're sure. fluent
3: in Raising Arizona. Paul and I often talk about this. There's, What do you speak? I speak Raising Arizona. Remember
2: last week uh, when as if Chris it moments Strump- ago. <laughs> <Strump-oulos> <laughs> were here? Uh, when he was here, we played the uh, Raiders uh, line game. Oh, I I'm trying to think back. I could nail the Raising I don't know why I couldn't nail the Raiders. Do you know I, the
1: next well, line that after that?
2: Government do take a bye, don't she? It's something for, I don't know it. Oh, yeah. I speak pretty uh, yeah. good. I think they cut yeah, and go to a new scene. I I can only speak
0: Ghostbusters.
2: Oh, yeah, I, go I speak that fluently. very fluently. Me too. You, you know that, that one. because you can't
3: because that Karen will one. do the classic movie guy gal thing, which is to toss off. Just a very, just to herself. If we
0: did it in the last a show. A Ghostbusters line,
3: yeah. and I will complete it. Yeah. Every time.
0: <laughs> no, that new... would be a good game for us to Ghostbuster talk.
3: <laughs> but we I have a new that. favorite Ghostbusters line. What is
4: it? Um, and I don't know if you've heard this, or maybe I've already uh, mentioned it. Oh, yeah. Did I? No, I'm just saying, well, I've heard it. Um, <laughs> he has uh, he has Sigourney Weaver. She comes over for the first time. Let me and, see if I
1: can
0: say it for you when you set it up. Well,
4: it's not even a line. It's just, it's just oh. a word that he says, and he delivers it in such a goofy way. I, I rewound it several times. I'm like, that's hilarious. The way he says that. And he says, I'll take her, I'll take Miss, what's her name? Oh,
3: yeah. I don't know what you're Miss, talking oh, about. Miss Barrett. Miss
4: Barrett. Oh. And back to her apartment. Check her out. I mean, check out Miss Barrett's apartment. I'll check apartment. out Miss Barrett's apartment.
0: And, and then, he, then goes, he, goes, Gah. he goes, he goes, he goes, Nope. Right? He
2: goes, okay. <laughs> okay. And he says it in like <laughs> oh. the most
4: ill I
0: know he goes like this. Okay. He goes, Gah. And it almost
4: sounds oh. like he's doing an accent. Okay. At the, okay. That's awesome. Yeah, hear a banjo in the background. And I love the line should. when
2: he's. Uh, going around her apartment with the thing. Yeah. She's like, you don't even know how to use that thing. Well, Are, I, are you saying the thing correctly? Well, I think so. I think I so. Think <laughs> so. <laughs> I think and it's all bullshit. It's, he doesn't know. <laughs> I'm
3: sure there are no animals in there. Hey, welcome, <laughs> welcome to the movie showcast,
2: Did everybody. come all
0: this way, would you at least see the... Yeah,
2: yeah. Okay. let me check the, fridge. Let's check the fridge. As you can we tell, we are all fridge. movie guys here. In our movie God. guy I forgot we're doing
0: a show. Yes, Look at now in our
2: uh, sixth season. They laughed at Louis Armstrong when he said he was going to the moon. Now he's up there laughing at them. You've reached ground zero for all things movies and comedy. We bring the two together right here on our show. Every week with jokes, rants, sketches, characters, bits, special guests, and more as we broadcast from the Admirals Club in beautiful downtown Burbank. They don't stop making movies, so we don't stop making comedy shows about movies, which means you can get a new show every week on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Vimeo, Pulp Epic, YouTube, Player.fm, and of course, themovieguys.net, absolutely free. We encourage you to subscribe as well. Please like and share posts. Uh, you know, spread the word about the show. We have tons of fun doing it, and I know you like it, so pass it on. And if you do that, still no charge. We're also on WBAD.net Fridays at 4 p.m. Eastern. Basically, just search the movie guys on the internets and Googles, and we come right up. I'm your host for the hardest working podcast on the airwaves, Paul Preston, here with Bart Caius. Shh,
4: listen, do you smell something?
2: Adam Witt. <laughs> and with that, the game was mine. And Karen Volpe.
0: I found the car! <laughs>
2: <laughs> later in the show I'll play you my interview with Katie Nera mm. Katie Nera co-stars in and has co-written the directorial debut of the great Chris Messina, Alex of Venice mm. I went to the press junket to the up, Christian, so we'll have that later uh,
4: Chris Messina, not Chris Messina no. We celebrate Christmasina at my house. You're right, so right. Okay.
2: <laughs> is that like a small Christmas? It is.
3: Yes. <laughs>
4: it's yeah. a very miniature. Just from eight Latin. to ten in the morning, and we're done. It's a Latin, a <laughs> yeah. miniature Latin Christmas, Christmasina. <laughs> <Yeah>. Hello,
3: Christmasina. <laughs> Hello,
2: Christmas. And that's who comes and brings gifts, right? Says yes, Christmasina.
3: Christmasina.
0: <laughs> that's oh. how they say it in Sicilian.
2: Yeah. Later on, I'll have it. I, oh, wait a second. What is that? Oh, I know what that means. Oh yes, yeah, last year. When we played this music last year, uh, we made a bid for the world record of movies previewed during a single course of one showcase. Wow. Like
3: wow. Johnny Carson himself.
2: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. I think we hit six movie previews that day. Oh. wasn't easy, Paul. wasn't easy, yeah, but we did it. <laughs> we pulled something. <laughs> you got to stay hydrated. <laughs> We're going to attempt to break that today. Uh, the studios are piling on the new releases this week, hoping you care about them between Furious 7 and the Avengers Age of Ultron. Good luck. This week sees Unfriended, from the makers of Dislike and Sad Emoticon, <laughs> <laughs> Monkey Kingdom, Child 44, and True Story all making their way into theaters. Oh, and uh, yeah, there's uh, this... Las Vegas. Take it in, cupcake. I'm finally working the big leagues. I'm so proud of you. That's Paul Blart. (laughs) Mall copping his way to Sin City.
4: (laughs) That's like the best drop you could get because I was looking for like a good pull from that trailer that says this is Paul Blart or this is funny. Neither of those things could happen. Welcome (laughs) to Vegas. We
0: don't have time for that.
4: (laughs) Where was Paul Blart originally? Do we know? He's just in uh, a mall. Century City, I think. Oh, like in LA? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm sure.
3: Do you think someone came up with the name Paul Blart in the writing meeting when someone belched? That just sound. That name sounds Blart. like a belch. Yeah. Paul more probably. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so no,
0: uh, I think they came up with Mall Cop Two when they belched. <laughs> Mall, Mall Cop, Cop
2: Two.
1: 2.
2: <clears throat> Guinness has us back on the clock here, so we're going. We're trying to record break one more time. Oh, that's right. Let's make <laughs> movie number one.
1: <laughs>
2: Our first movie is Unfriended. Oh, feeling a little too hopeful about the youth of our world and future. Well, Universal's Unfriended will take care of that for you. Bart. All Bart. I do see my name whenever I see that title. Me too. <laughs> our first film is called Unfriended, or as teens and tweens across America call it, a fate worse than death. <sighs> Unfriended looks to be a kids movie. Looks like it has a, you
4: know, a bunch of kids in it being kids. Take talking to each other, you know, having fun. Oh. Hmm. Now Paul, please keep that going. It sounded really yeah. nice. Oh, okay. I'm you hear me? Why is it
1: counting down? Go. What? Oh that took a turn.
2: Oh <laughs> yeah. uh, that escalated quickly.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: After the video recording of a young co ed's drunken sexual exploits is posted on. <laughs> the internet!
1: The, the internet! internet. <laughs>
4: Probably should have rehearsed that.
2: <laughs> well, now it's part of the improv fun <laughs> that you fucked it up. <laughs> The girl in the video is subjected to extreme ridicule from her peers and three days later shoots and kills herself in the schoolyard. Oh, my God. Where is the department of too soon when you really need them? Too soon. At the one-year anniversary of her death, it seems the dead girl, or someone, or some thing, Mm. is stalking and killing her friends online. Paul, you mean actual killing? Actual killing.
4: Not like killed online, like you like someone online. (laughs) No. Hmm, this movie looks like it has a lot of tweens tweeting or Facebooking or YouTubing and taking pictures of themselves with their phones. Grandpa Caius already hates it.
1: <laughs> Grandpa Caius!
3: But he loves the TV show Extreme Ridicule. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That is true, Grandpa. Much of the film is shown through the computer screens of the teens involved.
4: People watching people stare at a computer screen? Talk about art imitating life. (laughs) By the way, I've heard this movie is best
2: viewed on your computer screen. Hmm. Uh The trailer says, your mistakes live online forever. Hmm. It's true. If you want to see our very first Movie Guys Showcast (laughs) test show, it's still on YouTube for free. We're not committing suicide over that.
1: Too soon! Meaning we
2: still might?
0: Yeah, Yeah, maybe. Have
4: you watched it lately? (laughs) This is one of those films where someone should say, Hold on a second, someone's at the door. Wait, I gotta get a better lighting on my webcam before I see who's here
2: to kill me. Critics are calling Unfriended the most swim fan movie since (laughs) Swim Fan. And The Net for a whole new generation that has always had The Net.
4: (laughs) You know, Paul, it looks like your typical supernatural horror, horror film, except for it's set online. Probably because it comes from the producers of Paranormal Activity, Insidious, and Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it has you wondering, why wasn't this released straight to iPhone? That's uh, a good idea. Uh, or they don't know. They I
2: should- can't wait to torrent this. <laughs>
1: Okay. You can't. I, you
2: can't release a movie. Well, you can. They released an album straight too. They did. IPhone. Yeah, you too did. You can put a movie straight on um, iPhone.
0: All right. So when you guys were doing the jokes, I immediately. When did it, that happen? <laughs> when <laughs> when you did guys that start? When's we're that talking, start? talking with the intention of telling jokes. It had that sound. Um, I immediately. Saw in my head of An image Of Jason and Freddy Trying to use A computer To go online <laughs> I gotta harass that, These people
3: I'd watch that movie that yeah, With the thing. Uh, or Jason's trying To click stuff yeah. And Freddy's over his shoulder Going no you it's idiot exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have gotta change your security settings so that you can. Yeah, you know.
4: no, it's no, Jason you... trying to peek yeah. through the mask. So he's <laughs> keeps turning it his head because can... he can't see the screen. Yeah. And he's
3: so old; it... he's got readers, <laughs> the reader glasses. No, you don't type it in there. You type it in the search bar. That's that's where the. No, you just don't type HTTP. You don't need to do that. Just come on. And that's man. what started
2: Jason versus Freddy. It's yes. yeah. yeah. So all big misunderstanding about how to use the internet. Jason versus Freddy online,
0: and then yeah. Jason unfriends him, and then the he worst gets all that you can
2: do to somebody. <laughs>
4: In that Hollywood is how you write a movie, right?
0: Mm. Just uh, that, and by that, the way, that little magic you just saw pen there.
3: Pending. Pen somebody's pen gonna pen write pen. that. Oh, yeah. Yes,
2: Pet and Ben. Oh, Jason yeah. versus Freddy online. As ever, I defer to the Onion for hilarious shit. Sure. Just uh, today, I, it's funny we talk about this movie because just today I saw uh, an article they have called "Bully Can't Believe Classmate Took Four Straight Years of Being Told to Kill Herself Seriously." <laughs> <laughs> oh God, shit. they nail it. Horrible. Uh, I will say
4: though this movie does look interestingly clever on the way they the way they shot it cuz I don't know are there cameras outside of the cameras that we're I, watching? I don't on think screen? so. Yeah. Is this right? all done in
3: in camera in, computer. in computer and then screen?
2: And then someone loses the footage and then they
3: find Somebody it, found right?
1: it. Yeah. Everything is
2: posted online <laughs> in this world in the world and in this world and so yeah. that's where it's all viewed by us in the movie.
4: So it feels like a very inexpensive way but very clever way of making a movie, right?
3: Yeah. That is one of the great things about horror movies, is they know how to keep the budget down. I mean, think about the concept of a haunted house movie. Mm-hmm. Single location. There's a producer, there's a, producer, and there's a money reason. Something.
0: Yeah. Oh, I heard something scary. That's the cheapest way to make scary.
3: Oh, and it has to be a shitty house. We can find shitty houses yeah. everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a shitty, <laughs> decrepit house, and all all the crazy things happen only in this house. Yeah. Never out on the street where you need to get a new permit. And the thing, that
0: they're, <laughs> the thing that they're paying, <laughs> the thing that they would probably be paying their money for is hot chicks running around with no shirt on but so many chicks that are hot want to be in the movies they can get them pretty cheap too you get
3: those very and you don't and you don't they don't have to act no they have no shirt on it's a whole horror movies really know how to maximize their profits is this blumhouse i don't know you you know i didn't see that but yeah yeah, paranormal activity it's probably blumhouse and then they're they're very clever too i like blumhouse
2: all um, right. Well, he's got a clever angle. Next up is probably what will win the weekend mm-hmm. and beat your clever movie. And, mm. um, <laughs> if winning a mid April weekend is a big deal, well. Paul Blart, Mall Cop 2. Keep on Blarting or something like that. <laughs> uh, Karen, <laughs> let's tell everybody what it's about. <laughs> oh, quick. I need something to wash the taste of unfriended out of my mouth and mind.
0: Here, take this. Oh, what is this? It's Paul Blart Mall Cop 2.
2: Oh.
1: Oh! Oh! (laughs) Missed it! Still got it.
2: Oh, fat guy falling down and getting hit in the groin a lot. That ought to do it.
0: Six years after the original Paul Blart Mall Cop comes a sequel that someone has all been waiting for.
2: Either there's some demand for this movie or the producers got tired of me hauling out Grown Ups 2 as my standard punching bag for shit movies.
0: This time Paul Blart... It's hard to say. Paul (laughs) Blart is being directed by Andy Fickman. Who?
2: (laughs) Picking up the reins dropped by director of the first Paul Blart, Steve Carr. Him? Her?
0: This trailer pretty much shows all the physical comedy (laughs) antics he's done many times over in Grown Ups and Zookeeper. In fact, this trailer makes the film look like it'll be Kevin James' greatest hits.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See it and see it—that's
3: clean glass. Wow! <laughs> Bart laughing. Up. I will say there's some wow. pretty funny <laughs> fat guy getting thrown around scenes in this
1: one.
2: <laughs> I mean, we do need that. You need that, you right?
0: Need, you need that after Unfriended. Oh, I, I, dear God! I love that yes. guy. I, I
2: haven't seen the trailer. Look, i watching the movie guys showcast. What we this we pride ourselves in bringing you some actual information and watching the preview. Yes. So, okay. you, so you don't have <laughs> to. Verbally. <laughs> This is where I draw the line. What could watching the preview for this actually yield? Does the audience for this actually need to be sold? That couldn't possibly have been taken into account before making it right? Would they have made it if they had to sell it? Do you see any advertisements for hostess ding-dongs? And yet, do you see hostess ding-dongs? I rest my case. I rest my case, Lieutenant Caffey, you have the witness. I want the truth! There we go, That's- I, I think
4: I see your point, Paul. I think I think people just need to know it's out there, right? Just a sign that says Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 and people would figure it out and we're going to go see the movie. Oh, I
2: like the first one. Yeah. And God. if you or, you or you go Oh, I never saw the first one. Enough if you go to something else. Yeah.
0: It's just like the Hershey campaign in the 60s. They were trying to figure out how to sell the Hershey candy bar and they were trying to say what can we relate it to? What does it remind you of? And they finally realized you just need to put a picture of a Hershey bar in the magazine, and people are already know they're no. going to eat it. Yeah, you don't have to say anything.
2: I'm underversed in this genre. Was observe and report good? Was uh, that and the report genre? Was weird. Okay, so that at the same time that
3: Paul Blart came out, also from the director of uh, of uh, of uh, Pineapple Express. No, um, who's oh that? Foot Fist Way, right? Foot Fist Way and and uh, Eastbound and Down. I can't yeah. think of the director's yeah. name. Jody, Jody Hill. Jody Hill. Yeah, Jody Hill directed this movie with uh, uh, Seth Rogen called "Observe and Report," and it was much. It was definitely the indie, really like gritty, like you know, the edgy, super edgy version of a mall cop. And Seth Rogen with all edgy jokes and like crazy, like rape jokes that you're like, "Whoa, Whoa. <laughs> have they gone too far?" That was a it, little dark too, right? The yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. dark, like disconcertingly so. And I've always wanted to rewatch it because now once I know it's game now I think I, I think that's probably a really good movie like in in, in what
2: it is yeah. you know and, and Paul Blart did this <laughs>
0: This so man is laughing his butt off. I Bart will, like I said, loves that.
4: There are some scenes of Kevin James getting thrown around in this trailer that make me giggle every time. When he gets kicked by the horse and gets thrown into the car, <laughs> or when he runs into the glass door and wipes out. He is a great fat guy getting wiped out character.
2: So I was wondering if Observe and Report should be the one that's the huge hit. But it's Paul Blart's No, no, it really should. It's too edgy.
3: Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, Paul Blart is there for like the whole family and for the fat guy falling down Mm -hmm. crowd, whereas like Seth Rogen. (laughs) That, that movie is just wrong in a bunch of different ways, and it revels in it, and, and it does it well, uh, but that's just not the sort of thing that's going to break through yeah. mainstream and and, and and have a fucking observing report, too. So we have this. I have a question.
0: <laughs> uh, I have a question about the logistics of- fat. Question. Yes, question. Um, May I, what is that? May I submit to you?
4: I submit to you. I submit
1: you. to you.
0: Uh, being- a relatively thin woman, my whole life. When I fall down, it really hurts because everything <laughs> hits the ground, like my bones hit the ground. Yep. <laughs> do fat people not feel it as much? They do not. Is I was with something? a friend of
4: mine. That's we can laugh. Who was I'm kind curious. of a roly roly person? Yeah. And we were walking down a, a flight of stairs at Miami University. This happened. Okay. And um, Miami of Ohio. And and he tripped. And now these were very short, shallow steps. They used right? to they... build them
0: like that in college campuses, <laughs> so we couldn't. Um, what is that? Uh, Slinky. No, Double step when people get together and they riot. Oh, they, they're they called riot stairs. Is
3: that what it is? They're very <laughs> shallow, yeah.
0: And you have to do two um, steps and you can't really comfortably go up them. So, if
3: you're trying to run away from the cops, you do it slowly, yeah. you do it weird. <laughs> and yeah. so, so the,
4: the, the depth of the step was very shallow, right? It was like th- four or six inches, seven inches, it wasn't eight or whatever, yeah. right? And uh, and he fell and he rolled like <laughs> just down the <laughs> steps. And because because of his girth and the, the shallow step, there was like no effect, and he just popped right up. Like if you, I had done that, it would have been it, elbows and elbows knees and, and
3: ribs. These and, yeah, bones hit. Rolled right stuff. down. Oh. It was almost a ramp that he went down. And then, I'll, well, I'll tell you what. I fell off a bike uh, about two years ago. Fell off a bike, compressed my spine, which opened up a, a pocket of blood, which became a tumor, which had to be removed because it was actually impeding my nerves. Right. On a log in the hole in the bottom of the ocean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Please, it's a, it's two
3: episodes ago, I, Glenn Moore shower. I want to devote a religion to him. I won't tell him that. He would think that's weird. But anyway, uh, but anyway i that's me falling off a bike once. I watched Jackass and Johnny Knoxville, oh. yeah. and, and I'm just like, ha, ha, ha. I had one accident basically in my whole life. <laughs> and it just, like, fucked my ears up.
2: Yeah. Uh, very strange. This is the exact right conversation. Uh, we should be having after Paul Blart. Yeah. The round table of physical injury. I know. Based on watching Kevin James fall down. I mean, uh, it's he what gets, he
4: does best. He gets wiped out in some hilarious ways here. Now, Listen.
2: that would be the
3: funny Jody Hill movie to do an observant report, but try and do it like Paul Blart, but it's just all about how much it actually hurts and he has yeah. to recover and he really gets in.
0: <laughs> and the bad guy always gets away because he's in pain and he can't get back up because not all fat people can get up right away. Yeah, not just all saying. Bumbles bounce.
1: no. no. Observing Paul Blurt.
3: Right. Are Segway Blart. Are still funny? He's on a Segway. No. segway, That was like kind of no. the joke. Fat guy on a Segway is hilarious. Fat guy on a Segway? Is that funny? Sure. All right. You
0: know, it's like a fat guy on <laughs> a moped. car. It's like a fat guy on a moped. <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah? Riding yeah. mower. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. Remember the <laughs> Toyota? <laughs> remember, remember the Guinness Book of World
3: Records? World's Fattest Twins. They were both yeah. on yes. motorcycles, all pouring yeah. over it. That was funny. funny. Yeah, it
2: was funny. <laughs> Next up. <laughs> I want a t-shirt of those guys.
0: I've never even seen it, but it makes Pet
3: me really pending. laugh. You
2: You've seen never this? seen that? No. Oh, my oh God.
3: My God. <laughs> Hold on. I'm looking it up. Be, <laughs> be prepared for you to get interrupted in a second, Paul. It is like one
2: of the quintessential Guinness Book of World Records photographs. I, yeah, they, I can just
0: imagine things blubbering
1: everywhere. Oh, oh,
2: yeah. It's amazing. The bikes <sighs> don't stand a chance.
1: Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs>
2: Next up, the uh, annual entry into Disney's Earth Day canon. This time it's ah. Disney Nature Monkey Kingdom. Hmm. No, it's not the story of Mike Smith's media empire. Hmm. It's a nature doc. Adam, let's talk about it.
1: Here we come. Yeah. Walk down the we get the funniest everyone we meet. Disney Nature
2: Monkey Kingdom does for monkeys what Disney Nature Bears did for, well, bears, of course. According to IMDb,
3: this movie is shot in documentary style and follows the life of a newborn monkey and its mother as they struggle to survive within the competitive social hierarchy of the Temple Troop, a dynamic group of monkeys who live in ancient ruins found deep in the storied jungles of South Asia. But as we all know, thanks to the internet... Monkeys in South Age are like ro-
2: rodents in American cities.
3: just—that's why next year we can fairs. look forward
2: to Disney Nature Rats, a movie that follows two lovable and disease-filled rodents as they struggle to survive on the scraps of Chinese takeout and day-old Starbucks scones thrown out by Manhattan's Upper West Side socialites. Oh, nice.
3: A bunch of monkeys living in the jungle until one day they find themselves forced to have to move to the big city, presumably to take advantage of the better school system, socialized health care, and for me, improv classes.
2: (laughs) IMDB.com has two (laughs) conflicting trailers for this movie. One looks like it takes place only in nature, while the other one follows the monkeys into the urban world. Mm. For those of you who don't care about this movie yet, pretend it's like Predator meets Predator (laughs) 2. Sold. The one thing
3: completely missing from both trailers is the narrator, Tina Fey. But we found some exclusive footage of
2: Tina describing the monkey's experience right here. Uh.
4: Shut up, (laughs) Lutz.
2: Oh, that was Alec Baldwin. Either way, (laughs) in the trailer is this woman singing in Monkey. Listen to this song.
3: Wait till you're announced. (laughs) We've not yet lost all our graces.
1: The
3: house will stay in shape. What is the singing style This developed? I Do you not know that song? Yeah. Uh, uh, no. Is never that a famous that song? song? Yeah, no. it's a very popular song. Is it? Yeah, Lordus. Oh, is that Lourdes? Yeah. Oh, I've heard of her, but I didn't know that. Was... I don't. I didn't. It didn't sound like. It's English a lot to me. of
0: chewing. Yeah. In I mean, the, the, the song picks chewing. up
4: into a real oh, okay. nice uh, upbeat tempo shortly thereafter.
0: Wait
3: you're I, I could fall in love with a Nicholas Sparks. I, I movie don't know what you said. Song.
0: Me too. Wait till I you're announced. I feel like I need to be in rain <laughs> with my shirt off.
2: <laughs> Wait a minute. I need the full uh, Bart Kaya's translation. Sure. Uh, I'll translate yeah, for you.
5: Wait, till you're
2: Wait until you're announced. We've not
5: yet lost all our graces. We have not yet We've
4: lost seen. all our graces. Okay. Well, I think it's
3: we'll lost
2: our algorithm, but anyway.
3: The hounds will stay in chase. Stay chased? Uh. I, they don't have sex. I think that's what... I'm sorry, I'm translating your translation. <laughs> it
2: sounded like monkey to me. <clears throat>
3: I hate oh. when I don't know the new popular song. makes me feel like an old fart. Oh, that's okay, Adam. This is already out of style.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh,
3: Lordus yeah. is so 2014. This is honestly yeah. already a year old. This is song. it really? Yeah. See,
2: I don't know. Sometimes I don't listen to shit. Somehow
0: know. we keep up to date on movies, though.
2: Sometimes oh, I turn uh, around absolutely. and listen to it. There's hey, no to question. the table, have you guys seen any of these Disney nature no. movies? No. No.
0: I know that something bad's going to happen, and I can't have it. It's
4: Honestly, though, no, monkeys but are like the scourge of South Asia. I, the fact that they turn this into a lovable romp, and then they're, they're in they're the, the city rats. Like, s- stealing grapes from people's pockets. No, these things are like vermin, and I think everyone in that part of the world
2: just wants <laughs> to kill them all, right? <laughs> well, there's one area where they just allow, allow them, right? Like... I don't think they have the ability not to allow. I think
0: you're thinking of the (laughs) island where they allow cats to run free.
2: I'm not.
3: What are you talking about? That was uh, was the farmhouse I grew up in in Lewisburg, Ohio. I hope that's their next Disney nature movie. There's an island where there's just cats everywhere. Disney's Pussy. Disney's Disney's Pussy. Pussy. Wow. Some reason, all these Disney nature movies, they didn't really make a whole lot of money until we released Disney's Pussy. Pussy. And then we just, I mean, huge box office.
0: definitely narrated by Tina Fey. We're having it analyzed, uh, why
3: this was successful and the others weren't trying to emulate that. You were saying, Karen?
0: I'm just there's saying a, I want to island? move to the island of Misfit Toys. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Now,
3: all these movies, all these Disney nature movies, they take all the profits and then they give them to nature. Disney. They take the least profitable Disney yeah. movie of all year long <laughs> yep. and give all the profits <laughs> to uh, social charities. <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, were hanging on to that Not $1 shit. <laughs> from Big Hero 6 went to anybody yeah. but the... <laughs>
0: Cinderella, we're keeping all that money.
3: <laughs> and they've invented a word, does nature. Disnature. Nature, because
4: they spell it Disney Nature, all as one word. Yeah, um.
2: but Disney Nature, not Disnature.
4: But it should be Disnature.
3: It should. Well, that's right. What you want. One word. let
0: me rephrase that. You've developed a new word. They no, they put it together. D i s
3: n e y a t u r e. That's a better word. You do it. and Lordis making up words, pronunciations. <laughs> <laughs> I assume Lordis is spelled.
0: It. No
2: more. I oh. win the high. Oh. Oh.
3: You know what? Boy, the Glazes. <laughs> that would be so great to redo that as Jerry Lewis. I
1: went <laughs> to David <in> the Glazes. Glamon. David the <laughs> <labored laughs> <day>. Glazes. <Glaving. laughs> Ladies
3: and the uh, monkeys in the goodness. jungle, and oh my, nice, nice lady with the monkey. <laughs>
2: good. <laughs> I will chime in as one who has seen one of these movies. Hey, we have one Did you see Parrots, oh. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't had that. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> chimpanzee. How was chimpanzee? I, it was actually good, you know, for what they're doing. Yeah, it's it's amazing the shots they get.
0: When does the hunter shoot the mother?
2: That never happened. Oh, good. They kind of have it. Well. This one would be tough for them to have a non human adventure, but most of the time they're having adventures outside of. Wait, this the is their second world. monkey movie. Yeah, I
1: guess it's chimpanzee. Well, a people love
0: monkey. monkeys.
4: Yeah. Chimpanzee and now monkey. They
0: work real cheap, so. Same thing,
4: right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, you know, this is like a sequel? It's a sequel? Reboot. The reboot in the whole franchise. Want to buy monkey? It's a
0: shot by shot remake <laughs> <laughs> a with a
3: whole different
0: set of monkeys. Yeah.
3: Next year we'll make <laughs> apes. They'll never notice. <laughs> <laughs> You're onto something, Paul. We should have pulled the David Letterman quote from Cabin Boy. Want to buy a monkey?
4: <laughs> Apes, Gibbons, Gorillas. We got a whole franchise. <laughs> yeah.
2: All right, our next film is totally different Orangutan.
3: Oh. <laughs> Disney's Orangutan.
2: <laughs> a serial killer movie set in Russia. Oh, another one of those. Right. <laughs> it's Child 44. Bart, let's talk about it. <laughs> Bart? My son's David Bart. I haven't seen the first 43, but I
0: don't know. You'll I... never know what's happening. Can you guys catch me up?
2: From the world's most exhausted mom comes Child 44. (laughs) Based on a book. Then it's a movie. All right. (laughs) Child 44 is about a disgraced KGB agent who is tasked with investigating a strange and brutal series of child murders. Mm. Wait, hold on a second. You mean children are doing the murdering? Ooh, it's a Blumhouse picture.
3: Or
4: are the children the ones that are being killed and are they being
2: murdered by other children. I assume all the above it takes place in Russia.
4: Yeah. Uh, well, either way it
2: seems like family movie week continues.
1: Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? All
2: right, let's get to the story. Story-wise, Tom Hardy plays Leo Demidov. Oh, Paul, you know I actually take Demidov when I have a headache. Demidov is banished to the bad part of Russia, i.e., not Moscow, for refusing to denounce his wife for crimes committed now, Russia and the United States didn't agree on much back then, but they came together on their love of denouncing, most of the time, each other. <laughs> the wife is played by Numi Rapace, the mm. most fun name to say in Hollywood today. Mm-hmm. Together, they all Rapace. team with Mikhail Nesterov to catch a killer. Okay, now they're just making up Russian names. <laughs> oh, and it also stars Charles Dance. Hey, spoiler alert, Paul. Charles. Charles
4: Dance? He's got to be the murderer, right? Well, they set out to discover who's committing all these crimes in Stalinist Russia and then set out to solve the harder task of finding out which of those murders weren't committed by Stalin.
2: <laughs> then really sad stuff happens because it's Russia at the end.
4: Oh, <laughs> From the trailer, it appears that the Russians never laughed in the 1950s. Mm. and there was no sunshine.
2: Mm.
4: And that Russia had no...
1: In Soviet Russia, car drives you.
2: Spirnoff, <laughs> I guess? Uh, will Tom Hardy be menacing? Good guess.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> will Gary Oldman yell? Will Numi Rapace? See Child 44 <laughs> to find out. There you go. That's Numi Rapace.
3: Numi. Numi. That's a. Numi. That's a. That's a like an animated character name.
4: Paul, well, I see that uh, Tom Hardy's in this, but I'll have to take your word for it, because uh, <laughs> I've seen, what, six of his movies? I couldn't tell you what the guy looks like. He's literally a chameleon of an actor.
2: Yeah, and now Mad Max is going to be entirely oh, different from oh. Child 44.
3: Oh, I forgot to be excited for one day about Mad Max, Paul. <laughs> it almost, the day almost went by. Oh, my God, it almost went by. <laughs> I'm starting to see posters up for it, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah oh, oh, well, do that's. A, do they have a script? That, fuck oh, no, no, they got a poster. They got a poster. <laughs> That's that's the when it gets really exciting because I saw my first bus with Avengers Age of Ultron on it today.
2: It's going up everywhere. I was like, now. Ah, 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 yeah. It's a real
1: thing. Oh my god! And, and then, then like summer,
2: and then some. Two weeks after that, Mad Max.
0: I already Holy saw shit. a post uh, postcard, a really big postcard that goes that's on a billboard job. for Terminator.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, that's been out there. Wait a minute.
3: Actually, when is Terminator coming out? Because they got those ads up a little earlier than Ultron. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultron's yeah, yeah, yeah. May first. But I mean, <laughs> how I much know. advertising do you
2: have to do? We all know Avengers is coming. Yeah. <laughs> Avengers is coming. <laughs> Will it have my boy to my in it? Room.
0: I can't remember. Is this Avengers going to have Iron Man oh, in it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mhm. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay.
0: Mhm. Well, that's Does
3: cool. something happen?
1: <laughs> that's yes. that's
3: common. I couldn't think of a thing. <laughs> Does Do Chris... politicians cheat? Does yeah. action happen uh, uh, in life? Does Chris Hemsworth have a big hammer? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, you guys were talking about... Is most of those guys named Chris? <laughs> you guys were talking about child murder in Russia?
1: What
3: were you talking about? Yeah, well, that's the plot. Well, that's why he gets uh, exiled. Uh, uh, what? Who's it? What's it? But it's you said because there's no child murder in Russia? Well, well, that's the thing. His child is murdered. What gives with them? What's the deal with <laughs> Russia in 1953? Turns out there was no child murdering. No, he his child has gone missing. Right. He tells the officials in Russia, "My child has been murdered." The officials in Russia, because they're so uh, concerned with this like pristine image, say, "There's never any child murder in Russia. Your child was not murdered. Get to Siberia." They're all dying of heart attacks. <laughs> <laughs> they send him off. They 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 banish him, and then he. Figures out that the serial killer has killed forty-four kids. Right. His is the for- and so, but uh, that's just such an interesting uh, Russian thing that like no, 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 everything's perfect here. Everything is perfect. You know, it's yeah. it's like it's like America.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I denounce that. <laughs> Consider it denounced. It's been denounced. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so, what what was his job? Was he a Russian chauffeur? Wait, what was his name?
4: Uh, uh pick up and drop off. <laughs> All right,
2: forget it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our final film of the marathon preview session on our way to breaking a record, Sweet. <laughs> record. is I mean, we we true, story, ironically, true Story. True Story, True <laughs> Story. Ironically based on a movie. Adam, let's talk about it. Here we go. Many movies have used
3: based on a true story to drum up interest in potential audience members. But this is the first movie to go so far as to actually call itself True Story. Well. I guess... True Story was
2: a more marketable title than Inspired by True Events. In True Story, reporter Michael Finkel, played by Jonah Hill, is informed that a prisoner played by James Franco is in jail and has been posing as Michael Finkel himself. With those two cast members in this, eh, this must be the wackiest story of mistaken identity <laughs> since Identity Thief. <laughs> I bet it's
3: hilarious. Wait a
2: minute, what's this? What am I reading? Despite being named after the first two words spoken before most of the stories told at the Laugh Factory tonight, True Story is actually not a comedy. Ah, <laughs> that's right. It stars Academy Award nominee Jonah Hill and Academy Award nominee James Franco. There are two sentences you never thought you'd hear, let alone back to back. And now they're back to back. Oh, the irony of having a movie called True Story being
3: based on the memoirs of a man who was fired from his job for falsifying facts. That's kind of like having a movie about Bill Belichick being called How to Win in the NFL Without Cheating All the Time.
2: Impressive how the New York Times in this film won't stand for made up journalism (laughs) or Judith Miller. (laughs) Excuse me. The movie is based on a book by the real Michael Finkel.
3: The most fun name to say since Numi Repace. Try it.
0: Michael, Michael Finkel. Finkel.
3: Michael Finkel. 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 Einhorn. I I more like physical Einhorn. Yeah. Michael Finkel. Finkles got
2: Numi Repace. All right, listen. Come on. This is a serious movie. All right. Serious movie. Oh. Don't <laughs> fool around. Finkel is Einhorn.
4: Einhorn is,
2: is Finkel. Finkel.
4: <laughs> Einhorn is a man. There's your case of mistaken identity. That's the movie I want to see. Oh wait, I already did. It was hilarious.
2: This movie looks good. Who knew these guys would be the anchors for your big time, uh, you know, crime drama?
3: Yeah,
1: that
2: seems strange.
0: Is Jonah Hill wearing facial hair because it's a serious part?
2: Ooh. Is he thin? Uh, ooh, does no. he have
4: glasses? No, he's pudged up a little bit. Mm. Right. And glasses, yes. Pudged up and
0: glasses. Must be a dramedy. Maybe he can't grow facial hair.
3: No,
2: uh,. It's a very serious movie. It looks, this is like yeah. a Sundance movie, right? I think this he'll be a...
0: great in it, though. I really like Jonah.
2: Hill. I, I like, I like, I love him too. Wolf of Wall Street, getting mm-hmm. me Moneyball. Well, that's funny. They
3: both went in two different trajectories, trajectories because uh, uh James Franco used to be the serious actor, right? Mm-hmm. And then he got this sort of funny on thing. Jonah Hill was the completely goofy guy who got some serious on, and now they've kind of come so back, been and... in the middle, and, I and guess now it pass still looks
2: each other and yeah. keep going in their crazy directions.
3: But it still looks weird. These two in a serious movie? And the story is
4: bizarre. The story is about Michael Finkel who was fired from the New York Times for falsifying some news reports or stories he was doing and then finds out that there was a guy in Oregon that killed his family and pretended to be Michael Finkel and then contacts the real Michael Finkel from prison and they start having a relationship. And so this movie, True Story, is based on... True Story, True Story! True Story is based on the memoirs, memoirs of Michael Finkel's recounting... Of this event, there's wow. this is probably like the <laughs> furthest thing from the truth ever, right? I mean, this is gotta be. Hey, let's take the memoirs of a man who's been fired from a job for lying about stuff but, he writes about.
3: But the, but the guy the James Franco plays has been uh, impersonating him for years, and he's obsessed with him, right? Yes. In that I, I don't a, know if it's years twist. or weeks. Oh, I, I think it's been a. Is it years? I, I don't know, but he's yeah, well, he's obsessed with him, mm-hmm. like and. I did, and then the trailer kind of lost me. It was like he—it turns out like he's doing Joker thing. He's in the jail, and he's manipulating some sort of thing. He's using him to come in, and feels very primal like fear.
0: <clears throat> mm. Oh, I love that. Movie.
2: Yeah, with Ed Norton, mm-hmm. the
4: whole—I don't want to give anything away there, but uh, a little bit of <clears throat> manipulation there. It, it Looks d- stylish
2: too. I don't know who directed this movie, True mm. Story, but it looks like it's and wasn't there a slick? Talking Heads movie called True St- or is it True Stories? True stories. David Byrne.
1: Oh yeah, David Talking Burr. Heads.
3: Yeah. That's
2: right. All right, well, that's it for previews. Uh, Let's get on to our guest segment. Now, last week, I attended the press junket for Alex of Venice. I talked about this film on uh, What'd You See This Week, a couple weeks ago. Um, It's a great new indie featuring Chris Messina. Mary Chris Messina. Don Johnson and Mary Elizabeth Winstead in the title role. The film also stars Katie Nera, who co-wrote the script. So I talked to her about getting involved in and making Alex of Venice Let's throw it to me. Uh, Paul here on location at the press junket for Alex of Venice. And it's a good thing you're having a press junket for this movie because that means it'll go into the press and more people will hear about the film. And it's much deserving. A, a very easy-to-like directorial debut from Chris Messina, co-written by and co-starring the actress I'm going to chat up here for a little bit, Katie Nera. This is where you hold because we're going to put in uh, applause. So hold. Oh, good. There we go. That was good. That was a good hold. Uh, so give us the, you've probably said it a million times on a press junket version of what Alex of Venice is. Um,
5: Alex of Venice is, it's sort of, it's funny. It's. I always say it's kind of a coming of age story, even though the, the main character is, you know, in her 30s. But it's basically a story about starting over again and... You know, all the characters are starting over in some way, shape, or form, even though they're all very different and at different points in their lives. So it's sort of a slice of life film that has to do with that.
2: And it's not easy.
5: No, right. it's not easy. Because
2: I, I saw this film a little while ago, talked about it on a segment of the show we have called What Did You See This Week? And that week I'd seen this, so I brought oh. it up. And the fun is just watching her try so hard. Mm-hmm. It's just so hard for her to get everything together that she needs to once all the people in her life that she counts on kind of slip away. Well, Right. George, right, yes. her husband, yes. uh, slips off to surf or whatever they do in Venice, find himself, right? Mm-hmm. A, a spin on what normally happens in movies where the, the woman's, the Julia Roberts or whatever, has to go off and, and find herself. Now, as the writer, is this uh, something close to home for you?
5: Yes. Uh, the The character of Alex was based on a woman that one of my uh, my writing partner, Justin, was dating at the time. And then the story of George and Alex had a very similarities to another friend of mine i mean I, I find that you know when you write a character yours normally starts with one person but then as you're writing and things are happening in your life and your you know friends lives you tend to take from them and kind of add it into the pot so normally characters are big sort of blend of three different people i find where are you
2: from are you from venice
5: me no i'm from baltimore
2: oh okay yes this captured a part of Venice that I wasn't so familiar with. Like mm-hmm. I think Venice, I think surfers, pot dispensaries. <laughs> right. You know that kind of stuff. Yeah. Next thing you know, there's a family having yeah. a whole family yeah. life in Venice. Lots yeah. of that going on down mm-hmm. there. And you didn't uh, you weren't any part of that growing up. He captured it quite
1: well.
5: Well, I my writing partner lived in Venice at the time and I now spend a lot of time in Venice. Uh, my boyfriend lives in Venice, so it's so funny. I never used to be in Venice, and now I'm basically becoming the mayor of Venice. So oh, the Just, honorary you, you've mayor. heard it here first. The honorary uh, mayor, of Venice? yes. And um, it's I find that Venice, like you said, people have a certain impression of it, and you know, Muscle Beach or mm. the surfers or the potheads, and it's it's quite <laughs> different than that. Know, yeah, so.
2: and and this sheds a, a nice light on that yeah. part. That's where families are dealing with real stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of the family, you're the sister to Mary Elizabeth Winstead. By the way, Alex is a super sexy name for oh. a girl. I think, don't you think?
5: Yeah, I, lo- I love the boys. Love the name Alex. It's kind of cool.
2: <laughs> and so we got the super sexy Mary Elizabeth Winstead to uh, to play your sister. Now, did you you guys seem very natural as sisters? You yeah. the eclectic one. She the one just very trying to keep it together. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned. Did you uh, find that came naturally or did you work hard on that through rehearsals or how did you it?
5: Um, you know, we got on really well and that isn't always the case and not, not that you are like, Oh, I just don't like this coaster, but sometimes, you know, the chemistry isn't there or, and we just gelled and you know, we're, I think we're both similar to the characters we're playing. So it's a good balance. You know, it's not like two people with the same personality or, or whatnot. And, and we met a few times before we shot the film. Um, but it also just is a testament to Chris and his directing and just how he's able to get such great performances out of, you know, any actor, I think. And um, a
2: debut directorial. Mm-hmm. It's all debuts. Your yes. writing debut, and yes. directing a debut. Yes, a lot of
5: debuts. And, you know, he did a fantastic job. And we just got on really well. And, you know, we did meet a few times beforehand, which normally doesn't happen. But that was, we were lucky.
2: So, yeah, how did he get involved?
5: Chris? Yeah. Um, actually, I've known Chris for a really long time. We used to be friends uh, when we both lived in New York and worked at the Labyrinth Theater Company. Philip Seymour Hoffman started this theater company. And then he lived next to me on, in L.A. on Sycamore Avenue. Then we kind of lost touch. And when I was writing this film, I've always been a big fan of his as an actor, and I had written down Chris Messina to play George. Like, I, I wrote, like, a dream cast. So the secret does work.
2: There you go. Yes, yes. You willed it. Quantum physics, everybody.
5: I mean, you can't just, just, I think, will it and not do anything, but you can definitely, you know, write a specific thing and then try to go out. That's
2: opportunity meeting preparedness. Yeah, Yeah.
5: absolutely. And um, he had done a film with uh, one of our producers, uh, Lynette Howell, 28 Hotel Rooms. And so she said, you know, why don't I get him this script? Because, I mean, we knew each other, but I didn't have his number or anything like that. And he really responded to it. Uh, originally the script was called a dirty love story and there was many more characters but the main char- the main story was the family you know Dakota George Alex Lily and um and then we just started you know building out that storyline.
2: And you've got Don Johnson in this film. Yes. Who and I said this uh, on the show previously. He's a great actor in that he's been a TV star for years, and you have to be. And Sonny Crockett is a legendary character from Miami Vice. Absolutely. So in a bit of Birdman casting, he plays a, an aging TV yeah. star who then is trying to uh, succeed at a, a smaller theater in Venice just to be successful and to do mm-hmm. something because it's his thing. But he's dealing with uh, dementia. Yes. setting but when you ask more of Don Johnson, he totally delivers. Because what kind of—that's a role I wouldn't expect him to play.
5: Right. Right. Yeah. No. And you know, it's funny. Chris from the get-go um, had said to you know everyone that was involved early on, like, "What do you think of Don Johnson?" And I was like, "That's great." I mean, I've always been a huge fan of his, and like you said, I don't think you see him in a serious role like this, or or I don't think you ever have, really. You know, he kind of plays characters that are more flashy. You know. Uh, um, kind of wink, wink. They you got know. it together. Yeah, right? yeah. You don't see them him falling apart ever. Not he's so just, much in Alex so, Venice*. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so, um, it it was definitely interesting to see that. And he he did such a. I mean, I I just think the world of him. And he did such a great job. And I think it's exciting to see him at this way.
2: Were there any challenges uh, working with Chris's schedule? I'm a big fan of Chris Messina's from Newsroom. I know. played such a weasel in that. I loved it. Yeah. He kind of came around, right? And, and Mindy had... Project, he's hilarious. That's a totally different kind of character. And now with both of those projects, you're shooting this movie.
5: Yeah, you know, I mean, he would know better than than me, but I mean, I basically feel like he didn't sleep for a month. I mean, it was because it was he was shooting this. Then he went into shooting Mindy, and he was editing the film, like in his trailer, and doing the newsroom, and... But, you know, he, like any actor, I think he loves to work. And if it's a passion project and something you really care about, you, um, you know, you just find a way. Did he allow
2: for improvisation on the set? Yes. And more importantly, did you allow for improvisation on the set as the writer? Yeah, I'm a there?
5: huge uh, advocate of improv- improvising. I love it. And I think you can get, if, if the other actors are open to it and you know, know how to improvise. Not everybody's the best improviser. <laughs> um, but yeah, I went to the groundlings. And so I, you know, I learned with improvising, you're always supposed to say like, yes. And like, if mm. someone's improvising, you can't be like, no, that's not what's happening or right. no. And start so, telling
2: a long story. Yeah. Without so a gun, d- d- all bad. Yeah, yeah.
5: we definitely <laughs> had really great um, actors and people that were willing to, to play and really have, you know, fun with it.
2: Yeah, that kind of adds to the to naturalism, I think, that was there. Yeah. Um, in, the, in, in the relationship I mentioned, mm-hmm. not just with Mary, but with uh, everyone else in the film. You've, you really seem like a family. And you have a clothing line, am I right? I poked around yes. online and, and saw that. Yes. Was it represented in the film? Because uh, your character, sorry, give me your character's name again. Lily. Lily has uh, an eclectic uh, look compared to the rest of her family. And yeah. there's even a comment about the dress by one of the guys in the film
5: yeah she um most of the movie most of the clothes I wore in the movie were my clothes because our budget was very tight and Lily you know is a, a failing fashion designer but you know she would be more into fashion than than everyone else and um yeah we just do jackets now the, the line's called Simone and we just do leather jackets and um but I do wear one of them like the first time you see her she's wearing a Simone leather jacket
2: very nice. Yeah. yeah, you can work that in there yeah. as you should, right? right. With any uh, good neat. Any... Now, what challenges were there for you writing for the first time? IMDb at least says this is your first yeah. big credit. Sometimes I say that, and they're like, "I wrote two short no, films." No, well, what's funny is but... someone
5: else that interviewed us earlier was like, "I see you wrote Little Birds." I was like, "No, I didn't." I'm like, yeah, this is my first. <laughs> um, you know, it's writing. I think is is the most difficult art form, uh, and I'm always a little suspect when people say they wrote a script in a month. I'm like, well, it's probably horrible and don't send it to me <laughs> to read or give notes on. Um, but it was, you know, I think what, what really helped me and, and that's a testament to Chris is he said, once we start shooting the film, I want you to just forget your writer, put the actor hat on and not worry about that. And that was, I, I think my performance wouldn't have been um, up to my standards if I hadn't done that. Because then your your focus is, is you know, shifted.
2: Yeah, t- everyone's wearing different. Different hats yeah. here, and they knew when to pull, pull them off yeah, and put them on the right exactly. one. Yeah, paid off. Um, who is your writing hero? Do you want to do more of this? I, mean, I assume this is this was a great film. You want to write oh, more, yeah? Oh,
5: yeah, i on a script right now. Oh, well, there you go. Um, oh, gosh, who's my writing hero? I am always sort of astounded by the writers of Game of Thrones or someone that's <laughs> someone that's writing something of that
2: I need to pick something I haven't seen but I've never seen Game of Thrones you Remember haven't or oh. movie guys you oh, know right. the, the tv yeah. I mean no.
5: I I just find that writing is it's so good and it's so you know it's it's of a completely different time and era and you you know it's like I don't think they're improving on Game of Thrones yeah. you know like it's and I've always I'm very impressed with with that kind of writing like writing I don't think I would ever try to do, or Shakespeare, or, you know, stuff that's almost, it's, it, there's such a rhythm to it, and that's the kind of writing I love to read or watch.
2: Yeah, I think he came out of the gate, as most people probably should. Start close to home, yeah. you know, that thing that you can have huge success with, and then, you know, you can get weird after that. I
1: guess so, yeah. Yeah,
2: now, but the worst television of all time is on right now, am I right? The worst television, and... The best television of all time is on right now. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, there so are some that There's just too much uh, great stuff to see out there, and I haven't got the Game of Thrones know, yet called out on the show. <laughs> um, so let me ask you what we ask every guest who uh, comes on our show. What's your favorite movie of all time?
5: Oh, gosh.
2: And that's everyone's response, by the way, too. Really? Yeah, yeah the pause. I don't know. The, no, there's no way.
5: I do love flirting with disaster. Really? Mm
2: hmm. It's just a flurry of things I haven't seen before. Thank you. Oh, there you go. I never saw that. <laughs> I've caught up with, uh, that's uh, Russell, right? David O. Russell? Mm-hmm. And I've caught up with everything he's done since it Yeah, I, I do.
5: That. That's probably, I do think that's a really
2: brilliant film. Well, there you go. Relationship drama mm-hmm. with humor. Yeah, and
5: it's got comedy. I just like how it has everything going on.
2: I could say the same about Alex of Venice. <laughs> there you go. And it opens... Uh, April 17th. April 17th. So get out there and see it. We're going to post a review on themovieguys.net as well. A big old positive one because this is a, a great indie worth checking out. Chris Messina and uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And, of course, the great Katie Nero. Wait, we'll put in more <laughs> Thank applause. Thank you. There okay. All right. Thanks, Katie. We appreciate Thank it. Thank you. And that's Katie Nera, everybody. Woo! Shame, shame you all didn't get to meet her. She yeah. sounded sexy. Indeed. Was she pretty Indeed. in person? She's yeah. very pretty. Yes. She has her own clothing line. So there you go. Right. Oh, well, yeah. well oh, I feel making, like I've heard her name before, and stuff. she's a that's name, Nairu, right? It's Nehru jacket, is what you're thinking. Oh it's no, Nera. It's different. Nera. Right? Nara. N-A-R-A, right? N-E-H-R-A.
3: Oh, okay.
1: Yeah. Karen,
2: yeah, you attended the Q and A with her after the screening of *Alex of Venice*. And then I got to go back and have a, an extra talk, which is worth doing, because more people should know about this movie. Mm-hmm. If you want to see an indie, Neria' a false moment in it. Uh, it's a nice story. It takes place, well, like I said in the interview, the thing I was shocked most to find out, families live in Venice. Know. You know, it's like...
0: But but the, the real takeaway from this, uh, two things. One is it is directed by friend of the show's friend, uh, Chris Messina, and friend of the show being Beth Grant. So friend-in-law. Friend-in-law. <laughs> Chris Messina directed it. And he does a really great jo- job with directing it. But he also, uh, somebody found a great role for Don Johnson. He oh, is good. fantastic in this. Yeah. And he's not goofy. He's real and some shit goes down. And he handles it really wonderfully. I thought he did a great job.
2: And He doesn't use the N-word to make me uncomfortable, does he? No, he, okay. he doesn't. <laughs> he's, he's always been a good underplayer And <laughs> he, he does that good. here, too. You know, but it He was- could be a showy... Part of a guy dealing with the onset of Alzheimer's, and it's not; it's uh,
1: it's underplayed. One
0: thing that Chris said when we just talked to him quickly afterwards is that whenever they cast Don Johnson in that role, he's such a handsome man and he's so healthy looking that a lot of people forget that Alzheimer's can happen to healthy people's bodies yeah. because it's the mind that gets affected, yeah. and that really confuses. It's hard to see because you think, "Oh, he's healthy." Why is he having this problem? It's really You don't
4: think of Alzheimer's people as being tan.
0: He's tan and good looking, but he can't remember where he <laughs> like, put his keys. Yeah. Yeah. You know?
4: Tan people don't get Alzheimer's, do they? No. Interesting
3: yeah. observation,
4: but you're right. <laughs> yeah. You think about a person suffering from
2: dementia or Alzheimer's, you go, hey, he probably looks like George Hamill. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now while I was while I was while I went away to yes. talk to Katie you yeah. found the fat guys' picture. Yes,
3: I did from the from the from the uh, Guinness Book of World Records. All right, We'll, here, we'll, we'll here are the post fat guys. this on Facebook. All right, here are the the fat guys from that's the one. There's, yeah, yeah, right.
0: They're riding bikes and they are psyched about it. They're they happy, <laughs> happy
3: they're, fat guys. And their pants. You said gingham.
0: Yeah, they got gingham yeah. pants on, which is not a good choice when you're that big. A lot no of
3: chafing. No, but I have a theory on this. Yes. That they're they're just wearing pants made of what you can find a lot of material. <laughs> burlap. On, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be. Might as well be burlap. <laughs> it's just whatever there comes Parachute in. Parachute pants. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whatever comes in yards, by the yard. My <laughs> dad
5: used to have this terrible joke that
0: he would make jokes to my mom saying that she was wearing her clothes from Omar the Tent Maker.
1: Uh, oh. Ouch.
0: But I think that he was. Snap. <laughs> These people are wearing clothes from Omar the Tent Maker.
2: Yes, they are. Are and they're they not wearing moo moos? Well, let's not mess around. Let's play uh, uh, a round of.
1: <laughs> what did you see this week?
2: That's weak for those of you who couldn't tell. What did you <laughs> see gonna, this week?
0: I'm going to have to take myself out of this because I uh, was busy watching my TV. I had to catch up with Walking Dead and Better Call Saul. Ooh.
3: Well, movies on TV. That's and right. TV movies, in
4: a way. I saw My Blue Heaven. Ooh. Watch yeah. My Blue because I still don't have cable. Great movie. And I can't even get to TBS. So I'm going through my DVD oh. collection every night. Oh. And uh, My Blue
2: Heaven was a decide, like a. On purpose. I'm watching this right now I, because I said, that's a classic TBS. Yeah. Like come across Saturday that's afternoon. That's true. Right? He yeah,
0: kept, <laughs> he kept the flavor alive. He just
1: <laughs> chose
4: I, like, I miss well, TBS, only owns so much. TBS yeah. movies. Exactly. Still,
0: <laughs> uh, still funny. It's funny.
4: It, it's it's a little clunkier than I remember. Um, there are some big plot jumps that you don't. Remember being as unexplained as they are. Like he all of a sudden just builds this, the 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 baseball diamond. Yeah. But the things oh, yeah. that I really enjoyed, uh, obviously, were Steve Martin's uh, persona. But uh, Rick Moranis is like <sighs> a capable guy. Yeah, he's he's a good capable FBI he's not a goof he does the one goofy thing where he gets out of the car before he takes off his seatbelt, but that's actually really out of character for him otherwise he's a very capable FBI agent uh which is always fun to watch Mm -hmm. because it's so against what you expect him to do but uh, Karen maybe you can help me with this yes I think you said you're a a fan of this Um, so Steve Martin shows up in suburbia which is weird because they talk about him being like put away somewhere in the middle of America sure but it it clearly is within driving distance of San Diego, because Rick Moranis is constantly showing up from the San Diego office to oh, take care of whatever's happening, right? But
0: where is he coming from? Isn't he coming from New York City? Well, yeah, he's
4: re- relocated so from New York City. it's more
0: about the other people in the mafia won't be able to find him, and they're not looking near San Diego. Correct. Rick um, Moranis needs to be able to find him.
4: Yes, and so, so. It, at the, but at the beginning of the movie, you get the sense that he's in the middle of nowhere— and Rick says, "Well, call me in the office in San Diego. They always know where to find me." And then you realize San Diego's just down the street. He's just he's just you know driving by and, and doing pop-ins with him.
0: I would want to be put there if I were. A, San Diego's a great uh, town. Yeah.
4: America's finest city. Right. Lived there myself for many years. But then the question I have was, he shows up with wife number one. She immediately leaves because she doesn't want to live in suburbia. Sure. He then uh, meets Carol Kane, King. Carol Kane. Kane.
0: Carol King would Kane. be singing a song. That's who
4: to him. It. I always but get Carol Kane hits, Kane
0: hits people in the face and with a toaster. He could melt
4: the all, all me that stuff, and so he meets <laughs> so her. Melt all this you stuff. could melt all this stuff. He meets her. They get married in Vegas, and then in the last part of the movie, he runs away with the redheaded cop, and they end up getting married. Sure. Is that? Uh, do I have well, that I have right? All, all that all that. happened.
0: I don't remember a divorce scene. but I
4: don't remember how they got rid of Carol Kane. I don't remember how they know. probably just said,
0: said the squirrel and she looked the other way and <laughs>
4: squirrel. Squirrel Frank? in the audience looked the other way. No, yeah. oh, here's the other yeah. woman. Is that Frank Oz? Oh, I believe it is. Yeah. Did he do Man with Two Brains? No, that was no. Carl Reiner. Okay, because uh, this was part of my twin set um, of oh, DVDs. No. So ah. on, on one side is My Blue Heaven, on the other side is Mammoth Two Brains. I believe oh.
3: the theme there is
2: Steve Martin and not the directors. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb. That's yeah, a good limb. <laughs> oh, God, Mammoth Two Brains. I owe that movie another viewing. Oh, get that cat there out of here. Uh, I saw Furious 7. Ah, oh, um, so. And it is quite a movie. Yeah? I've heard it is nothing but movie. A lot of movie going on in uh-huh. that movie. Um, From first minute of all, one, right? You can you can uh, James Wan is directing it, right? Who I like that uh, guy. directed The Conjuring? Mm-hmm. And he picked up right where Justin Lin left off. It's pretty much the exact same style. It's yeah. like, the guys know now. This is how you make a Fast and Furious movie because the franchise is pretty crazy. How I I still haven't even seen the first one.
3: Oh, okay. It's 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 super low key. It was a, basically a a low budge movie just to to get some money out is that of that. What we're calling them the, now, Adam? Budge. Low budge. Low budge. <laughs> uh, it, it, Whatever. Just, whatevs well, what I worked one. on a reality show and, a, and a, there was a girl in it, a really annoying girl who used to go, tevs oh, instead of whatever <gasps> isn't that horrible? Oh. I to this day will say only to myself, tevs oh. I just find that <laughs> so obnoxious and
2: yet now adorable it's so no. low budge
3: tevs. Tevs. tevs
2: well I saw Too Fast, Too Furious, didn't yes. like it saw the uh, Tokyo Drift, didn't oh, like it. It. it saw Fast and Furious, thought it was horrible Oh. And then for some reason, five, six, seven have been really entertaining. I don't know how a franchise turns itself. Well, I, I think we know the Rock, but um, yeah. there's a whole bunch of other things in expanding the size of, of the adventures and getting it out of the street racing. You know, it, oh these sure, are, these are a whole big whole crime now that like the government's involved in sending them on missions and stuff. You know, their team does all this amazing stuff. Um, but one thing James Wan did bring that I think was in the other movies as well, but now seems to be on display more than ever. And you can make a drinking game out of this. You do a shot every time there's a low angle uh, shot <laughs> on girls with skimpy bottoms oh, walking. Okay. You know, it's f- sort of following them along a, you know, alongside Wait a bunch a of sexy cars. Are you
0: saying mm-hmm. upskirting? Yes. Every time there's upskirting, you drink.
2: Yes. There's there so much is. of it. Here we are at the dragway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. You got hit that and, got cue. Dance, and then they're walking And we we are up up in Abu Dhabi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's upskirt shots of girls walking by sexy cars. Every location you brought to is led by that shot. <laughs> and uh, and it's elsewhere too. it's all over the place it's crazy that shot is everywhere and you will laugh after a while you know
0: what maybe after a while um, we should start doing that if you ever do a wedding video for anybody you could just upskirt a couple of the bridesmaids start up with some of that music that'd be nice <laughs> that'd be nice
3: what a fascinating series I'm a huge fan of sequels in general just the concept of sequels like I said if there's a movie that there's four of I'll see it all of a sudden I'm interested like uh, step up to the streets or whatever uh, yeah, yeah, time to get uh, step- on those yeah I gotta get on those there's four of those now but uh But this is such a fascinating one because it was so kind of left behind and the whole cast left for three and the whole cast came back together for four. And then, yes, it started this sort of new trilogy of five, six, seven. I think they're kind of connected
2: plot wise, too. Oh, yes. Seven brings back more characters from three. Yes. From Tokyo Drift. That's amazing. It's crazy. Little Bow Wow. (laughs)
3: <laughs> ah, yeah. that's hilarious. I
2: think I think that's him. Yeah, I now, know. and I and I did like. <laughs> I think he's just bow wow now. Bow wow.
3: Now. Oh, he's a serious actor now. I <laughs> forgot he bow did wow. drop the little. And he's yeah. an adult. Bow so. wow. I saw Interstellar. Oh. Check that one off my list. Finally, sure. That was one I really wanted to see, and it was one of the. It's hilarious. Never mind. It wasn't nominated for almost any Oscars. I always think of it as the Oscar it won
2: though. The effects. Oh,
3: is that what it won yeah. the effects? Yeah. Uh, well, that's bullshit. Guardians of the Galaxy should have been, been nominated for effects, I think. I don't even think it was nominated, was it? No, you know,
0: it was.
2: I'm not sure, Whatever. I just
0: thought about this when you started saying it. It reminds me, whenever I think of Matthew McConaughey behind the books, it reminds me of that scene of Peter Pan where Tinker Bell, Flies around and goes behind the books and knocks them down. He's like That's Tinkerbell.
3: Cool. Well, there's a lot of like you know? very fun, sort of mythological things mm-hmm. or like fantasy things in it. I mean, it it rides a lot of lines. It's a very confident movie that makes up its own rules as it goes along. It does whatever the hell it wants. Oh, yeah. But confidently, and since it's directed by one of the most masterful directors working today, it's all pulled off. Mm-hmm. It's got the sci fi. It's got the family. It's got the, uh, the, the heart. The bleak future. The a heart it's got i mean just everything's going on with this movie it's three movies in one it's three hours long so it's got yeah, time it for each time. of them um but therefore it's epic and it's you know in its scale it's a three hour long movie now and then what occurred to me and i and i hate critics it's they're just worthless obviously they're worthless i, I consider us journalists no oh, certainly first, We're and first and foremost yeah. journalists uh and entertainers but um uh, you know, critics are just such, uh, you know, at the time the interstellar came out, there was all this stuff, the science behind interstellar and people are controversial. And look, I know you got to like manufacture news every day. I think my ideal show would be like no news. And I just tell you when there's no news and none of this stuff out there right now is news. That's filling space. But anyway, the interstellar, there was all this controversy and all the, how, how about the? was the science correct? I watch this movie. I'm like, how could you even have that discussion about this movie? This is a total fantasy sci-fi. Like, wait, I I don't even want to go back and read what the discussions were about how, you know, such and such scientist says this could never happen. I'm like, wait a second. By the end of it, he's in like his child's like imagination, you know, uh, (laughs) interacting with her as a child and all this like crazy stuff. And I'm like, it's a complete fantasy by the end yeah, like
2: they, they represented that incorrectly
3: <laughs> i mean are they talking about just the jet thrust at the one part of the movie where there's jet thrust is that what we're discussing or the fact that there's a,
2: a, not a wormhole next to saturn i
3: don't know what the, the hey what we're auditioning we're people about.
2: we're auditioning people for one way trips to mars so yeah
0: we should be able to nominate people to send them to Mars. How would you like to die? How would you like to be voted off the planet? I'd like to take all the criminals and just put them in I think Karen
2: says it's not a question. It's like and now you, you will, will go, go and to You'll go to
0: Mars.
3: <laughs> it's like Russia. Yeah. <laughs> we
2: guess No, there's no crime here.
3: You're going to Mars. You're going to Mars. You're voted off the planet. Voted off the hey, planet. Yeah. The the tribe has spoken.
4: 6 billion people want you out of here. Have fun, Justin it Bieber. It also
2: bears mentioning that just now out on uh home video, Blu-ray on-demand and all that is something we saw a couple of weeks ago at WonderCon, a movie called Batman vs. Robin. Oh, yeah!
3: That was fun. I was fun seeing... Now, DC releases maybe one or two a year, these full feature-length animated movies, by the way, the minimum feature length is seventy six minutes. That's what they all are. But uh you know, and there are these very cool, serious, well animated takes on like classic DC things or some original stories. This one's based on two Batman stories that I, I have some familiarity with. The Court of the Owl. Some Grant Morrison stuff, right? Some Grant yeah. Morrison stuff. Yeah, yeah. At the very beginning is a Grant Morrison character with the crazy mask, the pig mask. Dollmaker. Dollmaker. That one will
2: leave it. that one will give you a, a creep. The Dollmaker's a yeah. character who like captures child slaves and Robin goes after him, yeah. wants wants vengeance, but Batman teaches him justice, not vengeance. Yeah.
3: Cartoon, yeah. not for kids necessarily. No. And this is uh, Batman's son. Uh, Batman, in the comic books and now in this cartoon, uh, had a son with uh, Talia Al Ghul, Ross Al Ghul's. Uh, daughter and uh and so this kid unlike robin who was like you know this kid that he brought in and trained him and stuff like that and was kind of very very uh uh you know abiding of him and 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 respectful of him this this new kid batman's actual son is like whatever dude like he just does whatever he wants and he's like a mean little kid he's pretty cool
2: yeah damian wayne Yeah, where dc has fallen way behind in live action they've they've yeah. stuck to this uh, animated thing quite well. I mean, I saw Flashpoint Paradox, a uh, very good, which made the Flash interesting. This makes Robin interesting. Like, I know, characters right? I wouldn't call interesting are suddenly like making for decent features.
3: But fun thing about WonderCon, I mean, I've watched a number of these movies in my living room, but to watch it with a crowd and 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 then when when Nightwing, which is the adult Robin, the Dick Grayson Robin, he he's grown up to become Nightwing for most of the last Thirty years of comic mythology or whatever. Uh, when you know uh, Batman's leaving and he says to the new Robin, Damian Wayne, he says, "I got you a babysitter." And cut to Nightwing, the old Robin. You know them beating the hell out of each other with sticks and fighting and
2: kicking each other and stuff. And the whole crowd just like, "Yeah, Robin, the original." You
3: know what I mean? It's like it's so so fun to be able to do that. Yeah,
2: and they got they got good voice uh, talent going on there without having to get stars. Yeah. In fact, the only stunt casting is the doll maker is voiced. By Weird Al Yankovic. Oh,
1: that's cool. <laughs> that's true.
2: Although he's not doing a weird character. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. That's cool. Oh, and last thing I wanted to say about Furious Seven they do give a good uh, farewell to Paul Walker in the finale of the movie. Okay. Uh, and with clips from the old movies. Okay. And it's kind of a disservice to Vin Diesel, however, to see when he's like super charming. Because now he, he literally now he's just walking around like struggling to say stuff. Yeah, and he literally. Is like, yeah, and he got famous for being like a charming. Yeah, and cool you see him smiling and yeah. stuff. And they, you know what? I, reminded- when you did
0: that, it made me think. I wonder if it's some sort of a drug situation. Like maybe mm-hmm. he just can't get it together anymore. I doubt
2: that because he showed up at like the the premiere of this movie and he got real emotional talking about Paul Walker and he still like I, I worked the Furious, so, Fast and Furious 6 premiere and he's like what's up everybody da, 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 da. So who's then,
0: directing him to be so non-existent? I don't know he's system. producing
2: well, so it might be his
3: thing. Now it's like taking on a life of its own that he's just such a badass that he now can't
2: even talk. But The Rock right is of. having <laughs> fun The Rock's having fun with his lines. That's you know, true like, and he's a badass. The Rock sees an explosion in the distance and he's sitting there with his daughter and he's like Daddy's got to go to work, dear. <laughs> you know he's having so much fun with that, and he's got a cast on his arm, and he just like stretches his arm, with the cast off, he's gonna off, go, and he's gonna go kick ass. You know. Now, as I've said, there's a
3: difference between comic book movies and superhero movies. For example, that Batman and Robin was a superhero movie. It is is Fast Seven uh, a, or Furious oh, Seven? Yeah. It's a comic book yeah, movie, yeah. right? I love They're that. Like shit. I said, when you say breaking that cast, I'm like, that's comic book yeah, shit, yeah, man. I love it. That's Exactly what it
2: is. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's uh, let's wrap up the show the best way possible with Karen's weekly celebration of those who make the movies. It's time for Karen's birthdays. Take it away. Let's t- start off
0: our week of birthdays by wishing a very happy birthday to Seth Rogen. Happy
4: birthday, Seth Rogen! Who hey. turns thirty-two
0: but can play anywhere from a stand-up comedian to a whoa, whoa, stand-up whoa. guy. Whoa! What?
4: Thirty-two?
0: I don't know. That's what it said. I was writing these no, really I fast. That.
2: This dude started in Freaks and Geeks, and he was like mid 20s and 40 year old version. Yeah, right.
0: 42 maybe. I don't know. But he can play anywhere from a stand-up comedian to a stand-up <laughs> guy working to inspire change and raise awareness for Alzheimer's disease among the millennial generation with his hilarity for charity. Have you guys heard about that?
3: I No, hear but it rhymes. <laughs> it does. I hear he gives the first of his money to pale people with Alzheimer's, and then if there's any left over, they give it to tanned ones,
2: right? That's right. <laughs> exactly. Actually, quick story about that. He, he went to speak to Congress about it. And all the congressmen took their picture with him and didn't stick around for his speech. Uh. Because uh. they're fucking you? assholes. Because they're, they're assholes. congressmen. Well, we Total always knew assholes. we
0: liked Seth, and now we know we like him even more. According to Rotten Tomatoes, his favorite five films are... Mm. The Big Lebowski. Oh. Ghostbusters. Nice. The Last Detail. Total Recall and Goodfellas. Huh,
2: that's a good bunch.
0: Absolutely. Pretty much a movie guy's best of list. Good Except so. for last
3: detail. But anyway, move on.
0: <laughs> Let's all d- just take a second. A bit to think of a about yawner, it.
3: right? Did you ever finally watch that? What's that, Five Easy Pieces? Oh, Five Easy Pieces. Yawn. I, was too, I was too young
2: to watch 70s well, movies. I need to watch them again.
0: You guys, what's yeah. your favorite Seth Rogen True. movie? Let's go around. Paul, let's start with you. Favorite Seth Rogen movie?
2: Tie between Fifty Fifty and Knocked Up.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, those are my two wow. favorite. Oh, yeah. That's the tie too. All right, Adam.
3: I never seen Fifty Fifty. Uh, oh. Pineapple Express has crept that's up there so very good. recently. I watched that movie a lot now, and uh, I enjoy that quite a bit. All right, Bart. Forty-year-old virgin. Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's, that's up there
4: too. And I don't consider that a Seth Rogen movie. I'm not a big fan of his, but I had to answer.
0: He uh, says <laughs> on I'm IMDb. Grandpa <laughs> Seth Rogen went to an agency and they asked him, what was one of your goals? He said, to be in a Kevin Smith movie. Oh. Apparently. And then he also said, that goal's not changed. Apparently IMDb is a little behind because ah. I believe he was in Zack and Mary Make a Porno. What else yes. was he in? Anything else? You know what?
3: Great. Oh, Kevin Smith? Any another Kevin, Kevin Smith movie? It's the only one I can think That's, of.
0: But at least we know he was in that, but apparently well, yeah. IMDb does not know That's that. That's a
3: great rewatch, by the way. I, the first time through, I was like, eh, I kind of wasn't sure what the game of it was, but it's like, I mean, the great thing about Seth Rogen is he can—he nails every line that is given to him. And so all that Kevin Smith dialogue, it's it just the way he nails it is so fun to listen to. It's really, a, I got a, a huge appreciation for the craft of Seth Rogen by re-watching Zack and Mary make a porno, which I didn't think it was that good the first time I watched it. And just anyway. think,
0: he's only 32, so he's got years of movie making 32. ahead of him. Next up, let's wish a very happy birthday to Andy Garcia, who turns 58 but complain anywhere from Cuban to Italian. <laughs> Here's a fun fact. We almost had two Andy Garcia's walking around. He was born as a conjoined twin. Uh. His twin was no bigger than a tennis ball and was surgically removed from his shoulder, Whoa. where he has a scar to this day.
3: Ooh. You ever seen the movie Basket Case?
0: That'll do it.
3: <laughs> I want to write that about Andy Garcia.
0: <laughs> he, uh, this might explain why Andy refuses to do nude scenes. He once walked out of an audition when asked to remove his shirt which makes me wonder if he would ever make it in Hollywood if he were a woman. People are constantly asking <laughs> women to take off their shirt. And
3: then later was the person that asked him to take off his shirt, murdered, basket case. I'm telling you, to see it. I have a theory now about Andy Garcia. <laughs> and
0: lastly, let's wish a very happy birthday to Emma Thompson, who turns 55, but can play anywhere from sophisticated to well-mannered. Mm. We know all know her <laughs> from her breakout role in Sons and, Celib- Sons and Sensibility opposite Hugh Grant. Love Actually with Hugh Grant, Impromptu, which also starred Hugh Grant, and Remains of the Day, where Hugh Grant also made an appearance. But (laughs) did you know that she was originally cast as a lead in Basic Instinct, but (gasps) she refused the role.
3: She refused to show her beef.
0: When she was asked about Sharon Stone's appearance, she said, as far as I can see from Sharon... Wait, let me do this again. As far as I can see from Sharon Stone's love scene in Basic Instinct, they molded her body out of tough Plasticine. She was shaking Michael Douglas like a donkey, and not an inch moved. If that had been me, there would have been fl- things flying about, hitting me in the eye. <laughs> 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 she is awesome. Is she can laugh awesome. at herself just as much as he can be persnickety.
2: She has two Oscars. Yes. Persnickety. S- uh, sens- sensibility script, I believe. And Best Actress for Howard's End. She should have a third because she was fantastic in Saving Mrs. Mr. Banks. She was great at mm. Saving
0: Mr. Banks. And it wasn't
2: even nominated.
0: Bart, you know how much I love to hear when celebrities sing.
4: It's true. People ask me, can you tell me two interesting <laughs> things about Karen? And right? I said, yes. She'll take her shirt off and you don't even have to audition her.
0: I'll show you my conjoined twins. <laughs> <Her> conjoined <laughs>
4: twins. That's what she calls them. <laughs> <laughs> her conjoined twins. And two... She loves when celebrities sing.
0: I do. And we're in for quite a treat because uh, a little Emma Thompson singing never hurt anybody, especially when it's Lambeth Walk, when she's singing with Robert Lindsay. Anytime you are Lambeth Walk, any evening, any day, you'll find us all. from? It's from a Broadway production. She did this, I think, on the West End in London.
2: Me and my girl, you did this show. I
0: did this show. I didn't yeah. play this part. I played the money-grubbing whore, but yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: hey. Well, is, is Lambeth Walk anywhere near Cockfosters? <laughs> <laughs> Just down the lane. <laughs> that wraps it up the
2: Movie Showcast, everybody. Together we are the Movie Guys. Individually we are... Caroline. You can all follow us at Twitter at the Movie Guys for daily jokes and links. Also, Facebook.com slash the Movie Guys, as well as iTunes, Vimeo, YouTube, SoundCloud, Tumblr... Tumblr. Tumblr, Instagram, uh, all that shit. Thanks to Katie Nera Yay. for appearing on the show, talking yes. about Alex of Venice. Check it out, opening on demand and in select theaters, April 17th. Um, check out digitalmindproductions.com for my production company, which the uh, helps make the show. TheBoubetSisters.com. Sisters.com. Oh, I get it. Boubet. At uh, Adam <laughs> underscore Wit. Yeah. you have a Twitter yet, uh, Bart? Yeah, at Bart uh, Caius. At Bart Caius. At yeah. There you go. Nice. Also, thanks to Steve Schultz for his writing contributions to the show every week. And remember, you can find everything we're up to at themovieguys.net. Oh, wait nice. a minute. Nice. I've
0: been reviewing the Movie Guys Hall huh? of Records, and our what? previous record for number of previews, previews is six. So I think we need to do two more movies to break the record. <sighs>
2: Did we only do five?
0: Yeah, there's only five. Where
2: was my counting? Okay, what well, uh, what can we preview? <laughs> Avengers Age of Ultron? Okay, we'll preview that in May, oh, Adam. We'll okay. get there. How about something older? Does anyone uh, know a movie worth reviewing uh, or previewing twice? Avengers Age of Ultron? <laughs> all right, something else? <laughs> Hold on, Paul, let me check TBS. Ooh, ooh, The Net! Ah! The Net? All right, quick, preview <laughs>
4: The Net. Dennis Miller and Sandra Bullock engage in a thrilling game of cat and mouse as they are pursued through the worldwide web of intrigue. What is the internet? Find out in the net.
2: <laughs> all right, that counts. Okay, good. All right, okay, well, cool. one preview away from a record. Oh, That's that that six. That tied us. What's, uh, what else is on? Uh, I don't know. The
3: Do- Dodgers? The Dodgers game? The I don't Dodgers can we game? Pre- can all right, preview. All right, preview. Okay. Uh, 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 Los Angeles and Arizona square off in a thrilling game of cat and mouse <laughs> as any ball could be hit and any base stolen in this intriguing game of balls and strikes. What is the infield fly rule? Find out in Dodgers versus Diamondbacks.
2: Good enough. That's
1: we won. <laughs> that was
2: close. I, uh, yeah,
1: Anytime
2: you it well. All right. Well, that's good news. We'll uh, we'll be back next week with a new Harrison Ford movie. It's good news. What? Bad news. It's a period drama. We'll see you then. Yeah.